0: Hey everyone, welcome to Freshwater Perspectives. Today we'll be talking about the $129 billion economic powerhouse that is recreational fishing, as well as the economics of bass tournament fishing. Hope you enjoy.
1: Hey, Riley, how's it going?
0: Matt Gladfelter. It's going good. <laughs> <The one laughs> Try to only. switch up the intro. That's here.
1: right. <laughs> what do I got going on? Shoot. Conference in Albany was good. It was yeah. fun. I will say I had more fun than I expected. Yeah. Uh, I gave my talk, went better than expected, which is always good too, because mm-hmm. it was a lot of genetics-based stuff, and I don't do a ton of genetic stuff. It was like an offshoot of my masters. You already know this. Yeah. Um and it went good, had some good questions, talked to a lot of people, went to most of the social events. So it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I rubbed off on a couple of people and <laughs> if I circle back in a couple of years I mean. answering some, some job uh some job ads, I can yeah, you know, I can get in there. Yeah. What about you? It's always
0: good. Yeah, I um you know, head down, type a couple weeks here. Well, it's been a week, so um, honestly, a lot of I, literally nothing fun except for getting getting work done. And because of that, I decided um, <laughs> what I could bring today in our little banter is a news topic. It's all these news topics lately. It's so sad, but it's it's about drought, right? So um, oh, yeah. this one was from well, the one that caught my eye was from the Washington Post. So one U.S. city is set to run out of water by December. Then what happens? So, so, isn't that have, a fun little conundrum?
1: So, they have a day zero. I know that's the thing in South Africa. They have, like, mm-hmm. it's called a day zero where they just run out of water. Yeah. And they're like, all so, right, like day zero is in, like,
0: three weeks. That's yep.
1: that's scary.
0: Yeah, I remember the South Africa one because I think that one was, like, literally, like, no water. And this is a little yeah. bit different than that. So, this is um, a town of, I hope I get the name right, Kalinga. Inga, C-O-A-L-I-N-G-A. Kalinga. Um, california it's a it's a town of 17,000 people. Um, mm-hmm. and what they they have is this they get allotments in the um, the west. So Bureau of Reclamation as I've been reading and finding out um, kind of sets the allotments. So you're like, oh, we have this much water in our reservoirs this year. Um, you state get this, you city get this, you know what I'm saying like they break it oh. down. and so it' was a combinations of this yeah like historic drought that's going on in the west um that means that like city allotments are reduced okay Mm -hmm. and um because of that and other factors um this city is going to run out of water two months earlier than what they thought so yearly allotments you use it up then what happens like that's the big conundrum like something that i never really thought about this Mm -hmm. and um this is what they're going through and it's it's this idea that like um the city has to find a way to like cover that two month gap. And it's, it's wildly expensive. So that's like Mm -hmm. what's found out. It's like, I mean, there's multiple factors, but it's like, if, if, if you this public allotment that you like use up, you're gone. Like you have to go and I need to read through this more. Let me just preface that if someone really is privy like out West of what's going on, but like there's you have to go to like the private sector. So, like they have to buy it on the private market, like their water, wow, and um so the numbers that they're doing, and we're gonna be talking about a lot of numbers today, let me preface that, but like, um what this story is like so their their city budget, their city budget is about ten million, their operating budget, mm-hmm. and they're thinking for this like couple months that they bridge the gap, it's gonna cost like two point five million to Ooh. get this water so just crazy, like crazy expensive almost. Very- impossible expensive yeah 25
1: of their budget just out the door Mm -hmm.
0: and like yeah so this is raising questions of like you know like yeah like what what you know if if this drought continues or other droughts like what are you going to do so like there was one of the things that i was talking about too like this isn't like going to watering lawns now like this is Mm -hmm. this is like like true water scarcity and this is like uh matt you did a couple podcasts ago now but like uh the california aqueduct is where this city is getting their their water from so it's Ooh. coming from this the san luis river mm-hmm. um and it's like 90 miles away from like where this city is but just through the aqueduct is where they get their water um and yeah so just something that you never think about like where where does your water come from if you run out
1: Yeah, it's kind of sad that we have to think about, you know, like water is obviously it's a basic human need. We got to think about a city having to buy water from the private sector. And then it also reminds me of, I wonder if, you know, so when South Africa was going through was when they set their day zero, what they ended up doing, which is kind of cool, actually, is they partnered with a bunch of like popular artists, like uh, music artists. So they made. Two and a half or three minute songs, so that you would get in the shower, listen to the song. Once the song was done, you had to get out. So, like, you're like, you only had enough water to shower for like three minutes. So, you, would, mm-hmm. you know, that way we can use as much water as we can, kind of thing. I that's wonder crazy. if there's anything, yeah, I wonder if there's anything similar to that going on in that town. So, that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. And there was a lot that was going on in these articles. Um, one of the things that they talked about was one of like the, the, government officials mm-hmm. they got so super dusty in this like town apparently and like they got a, a fungal infection in their lung and uh like so a part of their lung had to like be removed and like so i was a part of this oh. one article um the washington post article and it was like um attributed to like yeah like this you know if you don't have a lot of turf a lot of like this yeah that's it's some people can get like this through this infection like easily and other people um yeah they can really mess up your your lungs like that's Mm -hmm. crazy. so that's kind of an aside right but still Mm -hmm. it's that idea of like the far-reaching effects of this and like i remember i mean i think we've all heard these stats of like water scarcity like water is going to become these limiting resources so much so that people are going to have like wars over it and we like Mm -hmm. have that cheeky like water wars but then like also like just the finances of it all too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like limiting resources and like, oh, like water's gonna be so expensive in the future. And like, like I, I always kind of like brush it off as an aside just because from where I grew up, but like this is one of like the first articles, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like there you go right there. Like if the public kind of service can't fulfill it, like you have to go to a private sector. And it was like, so there was talk too, like why is it so gosh darn expensive to get like this water? And then you like you have to think, too, like, areas that would have water in the West right now, like, there's still drought. So, like, it's such a limiting resource that, yeah, um, to even give up that much water, too, is, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to do. So, you got to think about it that way, too. So, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Crazy. This is, this is actually really topical because it just reminds me, if I'm not mistaken, the California governor, Governor Newsom, he just... It was either in this week or, or earlier this month, he just approved the construction of a desalination plant in uh, maybe Southern California, somewhere in California. They just, they just passed a, a bill for another desalination plant.
0: I think it's in San Diego. The, the that, one that's yep. Go that's online. it. That yeah. sounds right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So,
1: yeah, I mean, you kind of, at a certain point you have to head that direction because that's, there's so many people in that state and it's such a dry state, you know, yeah. you almost don't really have a choice.
0: And then this article too, they were talking about like um, so the Bureau of Reclamation, Land Reclamation, mm-hmm. uh, sets this, and it said for a number of years, for for sure this year and like a number of years too, like agriculture, like irrigation hasn't been allotted anything. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's been oh. just for for where people are living, cities. So, yeah. Hmm. Scary, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially when you consider how much agriculture comes out of California.
0: So much. Yeah. It's yeah. A lot. Ay, 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 mm. ay, ay, ay.
1: Desalination.
0: No. We'll have to talk about that because I, I did write an article way back when about that. And oh, yeah, really? It's interesting to see, like, some entire countries, like Dubai. It is. A country, yep. not a yep. country. Is Dubai a country?
1: Dubai is a city in the United Arab Emirates.
0: That's what it is. United Arab Emirates is the, um, I was going to say Saudi Arabia, but I knew that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, everyone. Um, not to trying to offend but uh for sure that city and if Mm -hmm. not most of the united arab emirates is all desalination Mm -hmm. crazy yeah
1: um but yeah i mean at a certain point yet you just have to move in that direction there's not really a choice i think at a certain point the federal government's gonna have to start subsidizing it you know for some of these cities yeah um but if I'm not okay. mistaken, I could be wrong. If anyone knows any more information, please let us know. I guess I could Google it, but I don't want to right now. If I'm not mistaken, actually, so constructing a desalination plan is wildly expensive. I don't know if it's
0: as expensive to keep it running. I think they can really get it down. It, Yeah, I mean, it's still an expense, but it's not as expensive oh, yeah. as you would think, right? Yeah, so, um... I'm, if
1: I'm not mistaken, because, I mean, it's everything's just getting so much more efficient nowadays right mm-hmm. and especially since this is becoming such a growing need entire markets are being formed around around desalination plants so
0: and then you th- like um what was interesting too was like desalination right you're uh pulling off those chloride salt mm-hmm. molecules right mm-hmm. um the other question too is like where do you put that effluent
1: yeah it this may, is actually you might
0: make it like hyper salinized if you like return mm-hmm. it to The coast so yeah where do you put it
1: yeah this came up in i'm actually taking a water treatment class right now electrified water treatment and we talked about this a little bit um but yeah so that that waste product Mm -hmm. you can i mean so the simplest thing to do is right is just kind of sell it or give money to someone else to deal with it yeah um but i guess your first thought might just be why not just make table salt but i'm positive it's not that simple (laughs) there's a lot of other contaminants in there yeah especially especially if we're talking about straight ocean water there's no pre-treatment before that
0: yeah interesting so, mm-hmm. okay yeah so that was my uh con- contribution to the banter this week because uh again not <laughs> nothing much on my side just yeah. kind of one of those head down weeks so okay which I is gonna step my right? game up.
1: i got i gotta bring my own current event to these now i guess huh <laughs> well
0: i've been trying to like keep more i mean partially because we're we're doing this podcast right it's like um, yeah. I was like, "What's going on in the news?" And it's just so sad to see it's drought, mm. right? It's like right now. So, um, yeah, I was kind of hoping one day I'm gonna bring like a win article, like you know, some somebody doing something cool in the yeah. um water field. But uh, yeah, happy
1: stories. So, I remember one stories. of your other ones was talking about that fish die off at. I at uh, a university.
0: Well, it's like I know, right? It's and maybe not to get too meta on people, but like, <laughs> so like when when the the water field like gets into like the mainstream it's it's usually because it's like a oh yeah right like Mm -hmm. oh my drinking water like it's it's one of like the water just in general it's like the basic necessity until Mm -hmm. you don't have it i mean you know how about that i'll make it my mission to uh find a a fun (laughs) you know yeah um the fun I mean, thing even though i do know another one that i'm gonna bring up is not fun i'm not gonna say what it
1: is but it's I mean, super bad <laughs> it's okay but i th- i think it's good sometimes because it's a good yeah. reminder you know it's like the old cliche you don't know what you have till it's gone right i know, you know i think it's... it's really easy especially down here in the southeast in in alabama we have a water excess right now and if i'm not mistaken a lot of alabama i don't know what the word is Tour? no it's not tourism i don't know there's a lot of lobbying going on in alabama to get california farmers to move to alabama because there's so much one land in two water right now interesting yeah um so i haven't yeah i haven't really thought about that so it's like you know it, reading about the the problems in south africa and they're talking about taking a three-minute shower you're like shoot oh man like three-minute shower right now goodness gracious know. Is that crazy yeah you can't really you just it's something you don't really think about until you're unfortunately put in that situation so
0: yep yep yeah what's, okay. what's
1: your next happy story riley what else you got all right and we are back thanks everyone for tuning into freshwater perspectives in case you are new to the podcast i'm one of your co-hosts matt here, our other co-host riley buley is right over here waiting in the wings and we like to switch off every other episode or so and today it's riley's turn so what do you got today riley
0: thanks matt yeah so um today we will be talking about recreational fishing okay and the economics Mm -hmm. behind it um in addition to that so i'll be the first portion the second portion we'll be talking about um bass tournament fishing bass fishing and tournament fishing um in general and the just the economy around this so uh i think i said this in a couple episodes before i'm really been getting interested in like things with numbers right Mm -hmm. just for some reason um this one uh gosh one day i want to write a book about this because this is so Interesting, but um, so yeah, well, um, let's let's hop into it. Um, this is the until I say otherwise. Uh, in most situations, this will be this will be taken from the American Sports Fishing Association. It's a 2019 report on kind of the the recreational fishing economy. Okay. Okay. Shell. Um, yes, recreational fishing brings in an estimated. 129 billion dollars annually crazy so it's a number it's so yeah. hard to wrap your head around that number <laughs> i know and this is so everybody just relax your mind like this is going to be one of those big number type of situations this is like taking a step back and looking at just the big picture and this is the big picture and um just don't worry about it you know there'll be a lot of numbers but we'll, we'll keep it light and um so um a lot of fun facts you know when it boils down to it we got degrees in fun facts basically so um we can finally (laughs) use it um (laughs) so did you know matt this recreational fishing um again until i say otherwise too this is this is both salt and fresh water too okay by the way but um recreational fishing is the second most partaken activity by americans after what do you think the number one activity is people that people do
1: is this like a hobby or
0: like a straight up activity activity kind of like it's an outdoor activity outdoor activity
1: oh well, i i would have thought fishing would have been number one is How hiking no
0: close it's jogging oh jogging, jogging. Okay. is the number one huh. um however six in one Americans are fishing yearly okay wow. so it's 49.2 million anglers are out and about okay this is more than people who play golf million participants (laughs) and tennis 18.1 million combined so more than tennis and more there's more fisher people than golfers and tennis players take take that combined love it okay so yeah so we'll be talking about this what 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 all goes into this 129 billion dollar dollar amount um so we'll break that down and then we're also going to be talking about a really big contributor to it and this is the bass fishing um economy as well as the tournament fishing so we'll cover Ooh, that separately yeah. right yeah, yeah so um let's get down to this 100 so there's a lot of things that goes into this 129 billion dollars okay um the first of it is just retail sales people are spending money on um fishing and that number is 51 <laughs> billion dollars annually spent wow
1: so okay just about a third of that chunk a little yes. more than a third
0: wow. so we got so we got fishing rods, tackle, that people are spending on, that's that's $7 billion. Um, getting to places, so food, lod- lodging, travel, fuel, um, that's $22 billion. So a good portion wow. of this This is is just getting to, you know, when you wanna go fishing, you wanna spend a weekend, it's, you know, where are you gonna stay? What are you gonna, you know, where are you gonna drive? Um, clothing can be a big one. Camping gear, which is about 3 billion. Um, motorized boats, trailers, campers, um, about 13 billion and then hmm. licensing fees um and other fees associated fees are about almost 4 billion dollars so wow. um yeah. yeah 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 and then when you think about so if you have a an industry right that the retail sales and and there's people willing and eager to buy um gear to to partake in this activity one in one in six individuals go fishing um, mm-hmm. you know, there's these side industries that be, that's generating. and this goes into that $129 billion is the okay. side. So, um, you know, you think about from all the way to guides, to people that are working at a marina servicing boats and, um, you know, concession stands, or if you have like a, you know, I, I this is like the first time in my life where I've lived in a, for lack of a better word, a tourist area, tourist town. And like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's for real, like in the summer, man, like mm. There are people up here to fish and it's, Hmm. it's fun. It's interesting that you had definitely with the amount of like services in in the town I live in right now, I just cannot imagine without that tourist boom in the summer, like a lot of these businesses would not be sustained or the number, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like there's a number of restaurants and I'm like, just, there's just just no way like the the locals cannot sustain this. So um, yeah, it's real. Like it's, it's for sure. But um, okay, breaking that number down even further, so salary and wages can be associated with recreational fishing. Hmm. They found about $39 billion get generated from salary and wages. And this is, so this is people doing that service industry, but there's also manufacturing. So you have uh, rods, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Who's going to make the boats? Who's going to make, who's going to service the boats type of situation? And in total, it's estimated that it's 825,000 jobs are generated wow crazy yeah yeah yeah.
1: that's
0: it's almost like so
1: al, it's almost lower than i would have expected
0: hmm. really yeah <laughs> another um, still a lot portion. don't get me wrong <laughs> <laughs> i know it's just so hard to wrap your head around these numbers but yeah bear with me everybody um federal taxes mm. so the amount by so first off you have those jobs right and then you have you know like fuel tax example. And then you also have, and we've talked about this before, there's some, I don't want to say excise taxes, maybe that, but like, I think
1: think that's the right word.
0: Excise tax. Okay. Mm -hmm. A service tax to um, one of them is Dingle Johnson. The act of uh, 1950s charges, what I found was a 10% tax um, on those services. And that also taxes the manufacturer who makes it. Mm -hmm. So that is directly contributing to um, conservation of wild areas so um, yeah.
1: if i'm yeah. not mistaken so that tax doesn't so you won't see the tax at the register it does go mm-hmm. straight to the um manufacturer but obviously that manufacturer then passes that on to the yes to the, the consumer but yeah
0: yes and then federal then lastly state tax uh staggering almost seven billion to states comes wow. from from fishing right licenses wow. fees um other associated like uh, salary and wage taxes.
1: Yeah, quick tangent if I if yes. I may. I was Go talking ahead. to a fish and wildlife conservation officer at the conference and they mentioned that at least so they were from Alabama, funny enough. So they mentioned that at least in Alabama, the biggest contribution to their state budget is boat fuel.
0: Huh, really? Because
1: that includes not only fishermen but just any Joe Schmo, like jet skis, recreational yeah. boaters. And when you break it down that far, you go, oh, there's way more people just cruising around on boats. And you got to think yeah. how big some of those boats are. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, just, yeah.
0: yeah. Crazy. But yeah. 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 Um, okay. So here we go. Um, that's that's kind of total recreational. I said salt and fresh water. Let's break it down to, to fresh water now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why we're here. This is why we're here. So, out of that 129 billion, a whopping 86 billion is from freshwater. Okay. Wow. So, out of the 49 million anglers in the United States, um, 40 million are freshwater anglers. So, way more freshwater anglers than there are marine saltwater anglers. Okay.
1: I guess I shouldn't be surprised given the accessibility of freshwater versus saltwater and then also in my yes. opinion I think it's more expensive to fish saltwater than freshwater. Yeah. Um but wow, that's like a huge discrepancy.
0: Mhm. Dude, and this is the tangent right here. Oh my god, total tangent. Um <laughs> so many kids want to like do marine science, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Want to want to work with the dolphins. It's like mm-hmm. like the average American is going to be interacting with like freshwater systems and like, I, definitely in our field, like raising that awareness, but also like, you know, sensationalizing it a little bit more. Like Marine mm-hmm. has that, that aura around it, but like, mm-hmm. like freshwater, man, it's, it's, it's so important. And I think, uh, yeah, we need to have like a, a Bill Nye type of individual come in our field and like. <laughs> maybe really you're the guy silly. riley maybe this know. is where, maybe no. today's where it starts this is where it starts yeah in, yeah no 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 no
1: but i mean yeah so talking about like that, sin that kind of sen- 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 wow sensationalizing there yeah. we go sensationalizing we experience that in our field like if you talk to a marine biologist and then you talk to kind of a freshwater ecologist uh, for some reason there's this kind of rivalry at least in my opinion Oh yeah. Um I think marine people think very highly of themselves compared to <laughs> freshwater people, in my opinion. I don't mean to offend anybody, but yeah. I just in the back of my mind, I'm always like, you can't drink saltwater, man.
0: That's <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't drink salt water. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Let's bring um, it back in. So yeah. freshwater, man. Come on.
1: No, I I agree. <laughs> I, I always felt more of a connection to freshwater than than marine saltwater systems. Personally, obviously I'm biased, but
0: yeah. I know. Um Okay, let's get back into it. So, top ten states where freshwater fishing. Ooh. What are the top states by numbers, Minnesota? Billions. I'm going to say what's, Minnesota. What's number, well, give me the top five.
1: Oh, you think? Lord, I'm top five. I'm going to say Minnesota, Wisconsin, freshwater. Top three. Freshwater. Top
0: three. Give me top three.
1: Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan.
0: You're right in one of them. Wisconsin, Michigan are top ten. Oh. Um top three so third texas with 3.2 oh, billion yeah. california with 3.7 billion and minnesota baby number one um yeah. 4.2 whenever... billion i think i said million this is all in billions everybody yeah
1: whenever there's a people question just go to state with the biggest with the most people texas yes. california
0: yeah yep but minnesota man <laughs> it's not i think yeah. we have there's six in minnesota million yeah. but uh wow. yeah so wow minnesota on retail sales alone it's 2.5 billion dollars Wow! so minnesotans are spending more (laughs) on the purchasing than some whole fishing economies of some states isn't that bananas (laughs) that is pretty insane oh yeah so it's like this is i like it
1: though man good job i
0: know it's just it's it i don't even know how to describe it being from minnesota it's just ingrained you know what i'm saying like it's it's like not if you're going fishing. It's like, when and where are you going fishing? <laughs> are the I like it. It's part of the culture.
1: Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, growing up in New <laughs> Jersey, obviously, I mean, a lot of the stereotypes are true. I mean, mm-hmm. in South Jersey, there's a little bit of like an outdoorsy culture, but yeah. it's not nearly as much as, as where you're at
0: there. I'm telling you, Matt, you're going to, I got to, I'm trying to get Matt, everyone to come to the Midwest. Um, yeah. I'm ready, talking man. about migration. This, this whole, there's been talk about this too. And some of the stuff I mean, I might've brought this up at like the amount of like people leaving like some of these areas and then like the, 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 um, whatever generation coming, the Gen Z boomer generation. No, no. The one that are like in retirement and like, Oh yeah. That's like like, boomers or Gen X, Gen Xers. No, I think Gen Xers are younger than millennials, right? I think it's Gen X. It's Gen Gen Z's after millennials. I'm sorry, everyone. But the boomers so like a lot of them for sure boomers um they um the amount of like land slash just like people leaving this this area like it's it's going to be prominent and then there's like you know one person's leaving and there's going to be opportunity for new 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 young faces to come in and um you know help stimulate the economy then also have access to these like resources like it's Mm -hmm. yeah again fresh water people like you don't need to go out west like it's, it's here. Like, please. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I just think it depends on what you're working on. If you're working on freshwater quantity, yeah. Go out West. If you're focusing on freshwater oh, yeah. quality, you can go
0: anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, um, so that's top, top couple of states. Then what are the top freshwater fish species that people go for? Give me top three. Bass, trout, musky. Yes. The third one no 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 you got so salmon um,
1: salmon the third one
0: no i think yeah. that's in that so the third one is catfish
1: oh duh yeah
0: very close behind is crappie
1: oh anyways, yeah like those, so, those food fish that makes sense
0: black bass so large mouth small mouth spotted mm-hmm. bass um Generates that's number one seventeen billion dollars just going for <laughs> bass fishing, crazy. Yeah, I believe it. That's Fourteen awesome. billion dollars are the 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 child species. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's close, right? Yeah. If you think of like um that that is close. So um, but yeah, bass bass is just yeah. So let's so from here on out, we'll be talking more about bass fishing okay Mm -hmm. and the economics around again big numbers everyone but just think about 17 billion dollars wow crazy yeah um yeah so breaking down that number 17 billion um yeah almost seven billion dollars in just retail sales okay monies from um purchasing food fuel boating equipment tackle okay salary and wages almost well five billion dollars in salaries wow. and wages just for specifically bass that the um this report has been finding wow. um 1.3 billion in in federal taxes and jobs a, can be created think of how, like you yep. know how many 40 thousand dollar jobs like you know for a billion dollars mm-hmm. is crazy and then yeah. um that's almost where, a billion in in state taxes
1: that's where being outside and participating is so important to conservation just mm-hmm. because of, like you said, all the jobs you're creating, that all that all goes right back into conservation. When you're outside and mm-hmm. spending money on stuff like that, yeah, that's that's awesome.
0: So, um, there's many many reasons why you know bass like this. This economy is generated. You have to, you're weekend warriors, right? But mm-hmm. a, a, a an undeniable portion of this is, and why bass is so popular is bass tournament fishing. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's just like unique thing that got started and it's it's it throws down some serious numbers so we're going to get into it but uh like a little bit about the beginnings of competitive bass fishing okay
1: Ooh, okay yeah have
0: you ever like heard like where this came from no so, Never. so like bass bass tournament fishing like we've all seen fishing tournaments right mm-hmm. but like from what i've been from what i could find at least bass the first competitive bass fishing tournament was started in 1967 by Mm. an insurance salesman called ray scott Mm. okay he developed the rules of bass angling and bass tournaments or bass angling tournaments Mm -hmm. um and that was the first ever bass tournament was held in 19 june of 1967 106 anglers with a hundred dollar buy-in competing for two thousand dollars and a trip to acapulco that's (laughs) a lot
1: of money though a hundred dollars in the 60s
0: Yep. Yep. Wow. And um, from this first tournament, what do you think was born from this first tournament?
1: Was it like Bassmaster or that? Bassmasters.
0: Yep. Yep. Bassmasters was born, now mm-hmm. spread throughout the United States and beyond. You got magazines, TV shows, entire support industry of like expos putting on. Um, you have tournaments including um, genders, ages, and different regions, even kayak tournaments are now a thing. I like how I wrote even kayak like like it's less than no. Yeah. I think it's fun. But you uh, even
1: fish in my kayak.
0: <laughs> like those weirdos finally have their <laughs> section. But yeah, so <laughs> crazy big, and um, wow. I'm gonna break this down into big tournaments and small tournaments. So small, we're gonna start with small tournaments first. So mm-hmm. the University of Florida, um, their extension section found that. Um, even small bass tournaments have like a good economic impact. So and there's a few reasons for this. So um, this is both because smaller tournaments involve amateur and professional anglers, right? Mm-hmm. And they found that up to 97% of anglers um, at these smaller tournaments will be from out of town. So mm-hmm. if you want to think about like economic stimulus, um, you know, the average Joe leaving their house going like to the local lake they're not going to spend too much money Mm -hmm. whereas if you have someone coming from a couple counties over you need to spend food lodging fuel and that generate generates that economic stimulus okay Mm -hmm. so um on average out-of-towners spend for like a a weekend tournament um 703 wow yeah again again all of it to fuel lodging fuel like up upkeep on your like motors, all that yeah. stuff, miscellaneous items. So, and that um, adds
1: up quick considering how many anglers you can have at a tournament.
0: Yes. And then, so for example, this study found that in Florida, Oscaloa, O S O S C E O L A Oscaloa, Florida's got some fun names. Um, for a two day tournament, their state tournament that brought in, you know, Seventy-seven thousand dollars to the local economy. So, wow, two-day tournament. That's that's a good impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's small tournaments. We're not going to cover too much on small. Let's go to the large. So this is this is the real deal. This large stuff. Big money. Holy moly! And this is this my first example. Um, I think you're going to find. So, um, the example comes from the Bassmaster Classic Mm -hmm. national tournament. Huge economic stimulus for the host city. For example, 2019, the Bassmaster Classic was held in Knoxville, Tennessee, baby, and mm-hmm. generated an estimated 32 million dollars with wow. a crowd with a crowd of 153,000 people. <laughs> people came from as far as Australia, Japan, and Italy. Here's the, here's the, here's the number that I think you're gonna love. This Bassmaster Tournament, it outranked the stimulus generated from that year's March Madness that was held in in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That brought in only 17,000 people and generated $9 million for the host city. Wow. So bigger than March Madness, at least for the host city.
1: Huh. I'm... Yeah. I'm pretty surprised maybe i shouldn't be too surprised that march madness doesn't bring in that much money because at that point it's only the final four teams but still wow
0: yep and that could be Bass i guess because what we have people watching it like you only can have so many yeah. people in the stadium yeah you can only fit Arena. so many
1: people in the stadium yeah, yeah no, you're right yeah. yeah wow so
0: just like small tournaments like you know people are spending on lodging um getting there, food but it's just, just on a bigger level right so these bigger wow. tournaments are huge and this is why From what I was reading, like people are lobbying, for lack of a better word, for these larger tournaments. So, um, in another example, Lake Hartwell in Anderson, South Carolina, 2018 Bassmaster tournament brought in $24 million to the local economy. Um, 143,000 individuals came out for the three day tournament and it's set to come again in 2020 to the lake. Wow. um, Expected to bring in over 30 million. Wow. Like these, these areas they want, they like this, you know, if you have a good lake, like.
1: I to say, if you have a lake that can, that mm-hmm. can do it, why not, man? That is awesome.
0: So those are tournaments. And then, yeah. So going on this idea of big lake, that's my next section. So like, what, what does a, a good bass fishery, like what does that generate to an area? It turns out researchers have been looking at this. So um, Chen et al from. Um, North. This was published in the North American Journal of Fisheries Management. And this assessed the yearly importance of a single bass fisheries, I believe, in Lake Fork, Texas, or Fork Lake, Texas, one or the other. Um, I guess it, it's one and the same, but uh, they found, this was in the, the like 90s, from 1994 to 1995. Um, so the single fishery um, brought in 200 and, excuse me, 204,000 Fishing days were made to the lake. Two fish for wow. bass. Generating an estimated $27 million to the local area. This is not tournaments. This is just a lake. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so this lake was well-known for bass fishing, though. Um, and so 74% of the anglers that came to the lake were the, the non-local state residents. So mm-hmm. yep, coming from a county over, for example, 11% were residents, and then 15% were coming from out of the state. Oh. So wow. such like a huge portion of non non residents coming to fish because they know that this is such a good bass fishing lake. Um local residents spent forty four bucks per day to go out fishing. Hmm. Whereas out of state anglers sent spent two hundred excuse me, four hundred and seventy four dollars per trip. Wow. Yep. And then estimated that three hundred and sixty seven full and part time jobs were um generated because of this lake so Mm. one good lake huge stimulus yeah i mean yeah you
1: can build an entire economy you know for a, a city off of that
0: yeah yeah and so like on the flip side of that i know there's a number of fisheries if that so not well yeah so there's there's a risk too if you build up this economy and then the fisheries goes kaput so this happened in Malax lake a big very big tourist area in minnesota mm-hmm. um walleye really big walleye population um, it crashed um for oh. been, arguably multiple different reasons invasive species wasn't you know one of them um a big one but uh i remember that was when i was living in minnesota and it was like um that crashed and just yeah like if if people hear the fishing isn't good like they're not going to come and you know they're going to cancel those yearly trips for example and this mm-hmm. is a a fishery in Minnesota where you'd have like uh, resorts along the the area but then you also had in winter you would have they call them sleeper um ice houses where you you know oh. it's, so mm-hmm. cabins on the literally on the ice that mm-hmm. you can spend you can spend a whole weekend there wow um, and you just fish so you know if you don't have that people aren't going to be there and yeah so um yeah, it's can be an issue. But yeah, if once things are going well, like a bass fishery, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, think about um in Alabama too, like Lake Martin, I know was a huge mm-hmm. bass fishery and how mm-hmm. many um local, the stimulus to local area just because of that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. That's
1: insane. I know. Yeah, I mean, it also but, highlights how, how important it is to manage your system, know your system. Yeah. We keep saying yep. it.
0: Yep. So, um, conclusions, a little couple take homes. Um <laughs> uh, hopefully I'm gonna persuade all of you. Tell your friends, freshwater it's where it's at, okay? That's um, right. These the freshwater fishing economy, the recreational fishing economy, it can generate just massive amount of economic stimulus. And even a single species, a popular species, bass, um, or group, species group, um, seventeen billion dollars just because of bass, you know? Mm. And yeah, again, from weekend warriors to um, you know professional anglers can all be going after these and 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 bringing on with them this this stimulus to local areas, and even one big bass tournament can bring as much as thirty two million dollars. Crazy, yeah,
1: absolutely crazy. That's yep, awesome. Yep. Well, I just want to say, um, all freshwater fishermen, women, children, he, she, they, pat yourself on the back because that is. Great job, everyone, is all I want to say. That is awesome.
0: It's pretty interesting, too, because it's like the the money that's generated from this, okay, is, is what's going to go into conservation. It's not like um, I would love, you know, aquatic systems to be um, protected for a number of different reasons. There are avenues that they're conserved and restored, but um, when we talk about these not numbers, like there's the Dingle Johnson act, for example, like there's, there's a reason why that was put in place. There's an idea that, you know, money's being spent on it and that's, what's going to go into conservation, but you need that really want to highlight that you need that conservation portion to keep these systems going too. Mm-hmm. I guess that was a long-winded way of me saying like, yeah, it's just, this doesn't sustain itself in many situations, especially with the amount of um pressure, fishing yeah. pressure on it. So like, um, you know, it's, just yeah that portion of the stimulus needs to go to conservation otherwise like these areas aren't going to be around unfortunately but yeah
1: yeah and it's i mean sometimes it can just be really simple people want to talk about you know what what can we do to improve you know help with conservation Mm -hmm. you know people say you know money talks right i mean you have that purchasing power sometimes it's just as simple as getting a fishing license right going out and fishing using these public access uh these public access ramps and and things like that, of course there are nonprofits and and whatnot you can work with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes it's just as simple, you know, people listen to where the money's going and if all the money's going towards freshwater fisheries, they're going to work to make sure those freshwater fisheries are, are up to snuff kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The value of that one, just a phenomenal fishery. Mm -hmm. Like it's their, their Lake Hartwell, for example, like people know about that. Um, The one, Lake eufaula in mm-hmm. like Georgia, uh Alabama border. Like that's those are huge and like just that stimulus. It's just crazy. And um mm-hmm. even regions we talked about, Montana trout fishing. Yep. Um, the area that I hold near and dear, um driftless, the um, you know, they've done reports on the amount of people coming from out of state into this super rural region. It's just astounding. And it's for fishing. And it's like you gotta upholding this is just an economy in its of itself. So mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. That was awesome. I love it. Nice job, Riley. All right. So where can people go yep. if they want to learn more <laughs> about
0: this? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, again, we talked about a lot of big numbers and I know verbally listening to it, you can't keep, get your mind around it. So if you are a reader, the com is where you can find this, this, um, this article and other articles like this as well so um we are developing our backlog into different things and um, freshwater perspectives you can find this wherever you know podcasts can be found and uh yeah thanks for listening